It's time. Time for what, you might ask? It's time to optimize your health and upgrade your life. Cutting-edge research, biohacks, ancestral wisdom, wellness, intuition, and more. This is The Synthesis of Wellness. Your host and biohacker Chloe Porter has a background in engineering, innovation, and research. Her analytical background coupled with her journey in overcoming a brain tumor and defeating several chronic illnesses enables her to approach health and wellness in an innovative way. And now more than ever, she is ready to share her biohacking secrets and expose cutting edge research. We are so glad you're here. Welcome to the Synthesis of Wellness podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Synthesis of Wellness podcast. Today, we are super excited to be joined by Marjorie Tong. She is the founder and CEO of Junaday, the first and only EMF shielding activewear brand. Junaday offers fashionable apparel that helps women live better with technology without compromising style for safety. After identifying her electromagnetic sensitivity and being armed with the knowledge she wished she had had before becoming a mom, Marjorie created the EMF shielding brand that meets the needs of an active, connected, and design-conscious female. Following a degree in fine arts and design, a 15-year corporate career, and a passion for wellness, Marjorie set out to bring EMF awareness to the forefront with a beautiful product exclusively for women. Truly an awesome mission, in my opinion, and one that I am very excited to share with the audience today. So welcome to the show, and thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you, Chloe. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, before we get into all things Juna Day and really the, the cool stuff I'm really super excited to dive into, I would love to know your personal story and where your passion for EMF shielding technology came from. Absolutely. Happy to share. Um, so in 2020, um, I was working a corporate job um, and going to an office every day. And when lockdown um, forced us all at home, I found myself um, doing my job with a laptop on my lap. And um, it didn't take too long for me to start having some unusual health symptoms. And because I had done a lot of work over the, the last like five years to improve my health and immunity and um, cleaned up my environment, my diet, my skincare, um, it, was, it was really surprising to have um, some unusual health symptoms again. And um, I, I went to, you know, doctors got tests and, and I, I wasn't coming away with any answers. And um, like I think many of us, we um, start to take um, you know responsibility for our own health, and we start um, taking it upon ourselves to learn all we can and to improve our health. And um, for me, i I was having um, I was having these very frequent and long panic attacks, and I was having tingling in my, my face and my lips and aching in my, my joints, my hands, my arms. Um, I couldn't focus very long. It just, everything was just really off. And, um, I started thinking back to when I was cleaning up everything else with my health and, I remembered coming across um, some information about the adverse health effects of EMF. And I hadn't taken a look at it at the time. I was so focused on cleaning up the other stuff. 
that um, I thought maybe maybe this could have something to do with what was going on for, you know, I was suddenly in a new situation with, with all this EMF, my phone, my laptop, everything pretty much sitting on me for um, hours, eight hours a day. So once I started um, looking into it um, and reading everything I could get my hands on and attending medical conferences and, and just, um, you know, trying to, trying to get answers, um, it, it became very clear very quickly that this could be the problem. So um, I learned how to make changes at home. I first um, purchased a consumer-grade RF meter, which measures your um, levels in your house. You, you walk around and it, and it um, will give you the, the readings. And um, <laughs> it was really surprising, some of the hidden exposures at home. And um, so it, it gave me a lot of insight into to my exposure level at home. And um, I learned how to make some some changes. So, of course, first I got the laptop off my lap and um, wired it and learned that, you know, you turn off the Wi-Fi, you turn off the Bluetooth on your laptop when it's wired to an Ethernet. Okay, huge difference. Um, keeping my cell phone in airplane mode more often than not. Um, turning off the Wi-Fi at night. Um there was a uh, Roku transponder on our television that was actually um, sending very strong RF signals into my daughter's room where she slept. Oh. Um, yeah. So these were all things that, you know, I wish I'd known, you know, before, of course, before coming pregnant, but also just as a new mom, my, sadly, I think back to my my I have twins and my twin babies were sleeping in a room with a Wi-Fi router, and I had no idea that that could be um, affecting their health. And um, so it's really it's it, I found myself in a position where not only was I seeing a difference in my health improving by these changes I was making, um, but it was also information that I wish I had. And I felt a responsibility to share it. And when I found a solution that worked for me, um, you know, it just, it was, it was a great way for me to, you know, offer a solution to other women that I wasn't finding um, in the market and in simultaneously being able to kind of share what I've learned. And, um, you know, I, I had tried some EMF shielding apparel, um, and and it was effective um, for me, um, but it it wasn't it wasn't made for me. It wasn't my style. It wasn't the fit I wanted. Um, I wanted different fabrics, more comfortable fabrics. Um, so I wanted. I just wanted better solution um, and something I would wanted to wear outside of my house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't want to be wearing tinfoil. Yep. <laughs> right. Right. It's advertising. Hey, <laughs> I'm protecting myself. But um, so, yeah, I wanted a seamless and visible solution um, for other women um, who were also looking for this and um, concerned about their health. And, um, so I, by the end of 2020, I had, um, decided this is what I wanted to do. And so, uh, early in 2021, I was talking to textile manufacturers and, um, you know, get in designers and pattern makers and, and getting started on, um, trying to, create the solution that I was looking for and um, wanted for other women. And um, it it was a long process. There was a lot of trial and error. Um, not only is it tricky to just create apparel, 
Um, but, (laughs) but then to figure out a way to incorporate the EMF shielding fabric in, um, the most cost effective way, um, which is difficult and also achieve all the other, um, requirements I had. It, you know, it had to be stylish. It had to be high quality. It had to be something you wanted to wear. Comfort, you know, all these things were very, very important. Um, so, um, yeah, it took, it took some time, but, um, you know, we finally, we finally got there and, um, you know, here I am. <laughs> no, I love that. And thanks so much for also sharing your story a little bit. And I want to touch on that just just briefly. You know, you're mentioning some of these symptoms, like some tingling, and I, I'm guessing maybe numbness along with that. And, um, you know, a lot of listeners have all these different symptoms. And when it comes down to something like electromagnetic sensitivity, like that's a real thing. So if you, if you want to maybe elaborate on that a little bit and maybe talk a little bit about the timeline of, you know, from identifying that's the issue to here's, you know, what I was doing, here's when I got pregnant or here's when I had my child and how all of that affected you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) it, it, so I had already had my children when I, I really made okay. all these changes. Um, and, um, you know, there, there are, with, with electromagnetic sensitivity, there are a lot of people that may have the sensitivity and not realize what it's coming from. Exactly. Yep. It's also one of those environmental toxins that, when your toxic bucket is already pretty taxed, it's pretty full. Um, It could be that thing that kind of tips that bucket over um, and, you know, cascades into all sorts of other health symptoms. Um, You know, we know that um, EMF causes oxidative stress. And so, Um, when we know that oxidative stress is a contributor to many diseases, it's one of those things with your health that, you know, you, you want to either remove that stressor or find a way to, you know, help your immune system fight it. And with EMF, you can eliminate it. And you can also improve your immunity by not having that stressor constantly battling you. You know, it's when you're sleeping, you want to get into that parasympathetic state. If you're sleeping next to your phone, that's continually bombarding you with these signals. Your body doesn't have that ability to get into that parasympathetic state and heal and digest and do all the things it's supposed to be doing while you're sleeping. It interrupts that process. So many people will find that their sleep is very poor, could be a number of reasons. But once you eliminate the EMF portion of it, most people are going to feel an improvement. For someone like me, who's very sensitive to it, um, I, I can feel it immediately. And a wonderful example of this is I went camping with my son not too long ago. And um, we were nowhere near an antenna. I couldn't get cell service. You know, we were walking around barefoot the whole, you know, sleeping very near to the ground. And I can't remember the last time I slept so well because there was no, you know, there was no EMF around anywhere. And so creating a sleeping area like that in your home, it's not the easiest thing to do, I, I have to say, but there are things that you can do to reduce the exposure that will help. Sleeping with your cell phone outside of the room 
a lot of people need it on to receive calls at night, emergency calls. So if you can't turn it off completely or put it in a Faraday bag, just having your phone at least eight feet outside of where you sleep is very helpful. Turning off the Wi-Fi at night, you don't need it at night. Just reduce the exposure. You know, there's a lot of just little things. I know some people find relief in the bed canopies. Um, and and how quick was like the relief for you once you started integrating some of these things? And whenever you mentioned about electromagnetic sensitivity kind of being for some people maybe that thing that just overflows their bucket. Mm-hmm. And in your case, you would say that was your primary that was, that was it. Yeah. And, and I think for me, I I think there were a number of possible contributors. Um, for me, what some blood tests have shown is that, um, I have some heavy metal toxicity and that may have been what the underlying condition was that the EMF then was what pushed me over. Yeah. And um, while I'm still trying to detox that, my symptoms are so acute that if I hold a cell phone um, that's on just to text or, or whatever, my hands start aching. And yeah. it's not until I set down the phone and, um, you know, spend some time away from it that I finally get that sensation to subside a little bit. If I put on um, a a wearable device like an Apple Watch or um, an Aura Ring, when they're not in airplane mode and they have Bluetooth on, I feel it immediately. I just, I get this aching sensations right away. I know exactly what's going on. So for me, as soon as I remove those devices from my body, I feel my body starting to, you know, come back from that aching. Um, You know, I know a lot of people um, get brain fog and there are a lot of reasons for brain fog and um, lack of focus. And, um, but for me, once I stopped having this stuff bombarding me all the time, um, I definitely, I mean, we're talking just then days of me just really? kind of like, oh, wait, some, some, something, I'm feeling more relaxed for some reason. I'm feeling a little more clear for some reason. And, and this is something that just recently um, happened that I'm, you know, I, I'd like to share because um, we had fiber optic internet recently um put into our home um and when you think about fiber optic you think oh that's a that's a better solution than um cable because it's light moving through the wires and it's faster and the problem is once it gets to your home it has to be um transformed then to get the internet through the cables well sometimes that transformation will actually increase the EMI exposure in your home. And we had it for two months. And within those two months, I I can't remember when I've been as sick as I was in those two months. I had a fever wow. for three days. Um, I was I was out. I was sick in bed. Um, and then a few weeks later, it was the same thing. My husband started getting fevers, and then I, I was just, I was just sick. And I'm not a person who gets sick very much, like this, yeah. this, and not that kind of sick. I, I have a fairly robust immune system, and, and it was very, very clear that something had shifted. And so, I had them come disconnect the, um, that. Um, fiber optic connection and we went back to cable and it was one of those feelings like like okay everything's feeling a little bit better now like like you can feel your nervous system just take a breath yeah exactly exactly and so um 
You know, but a lot of people aren't going to feel this, though. I mean, every home up and down our our street now has the the fiber optic connection, and it's very hard to make those kind of connections in terms of health symptoms and what has changed or what's going on. And and if I had not known by doing the research I've done and, and identifying my sensitivity to it, I never would have known. I would never would have made that connection. Um, and so, yeah, so once we cut that fiber optic um, wiring to our home, it, it again, it was it was pretty immediate. It was a couple days where I just went, wow, I, I'm feeling so much better. Um, I love that. No, I, I truly think living environment is one of those things that you can manipulate and change symptoms pretty fast. I yes. mean, mold toxicity just breathing cleaner air, better light, changing your environment can make such a big impact. So I I completely agree. And then I'm also really glad you brought up the heavy metal toxicity because I've seen a lot of accounts of people with heavy metal toxicity being hypersensitive to EMFs. I mean, EMFs in general just are not good and we're going to get into a lot of reasons why, but that correlation between that heavy metal toxicity and the even extra sensitivity to EMFs is definitely a real thing, I would say. Yeah. And we need more and more research on this. I think there is a lot of, um, there are a lot of medical professionals that are understanding that that's what's happening, that this is a compounding effect that you put all of these, you know, toxins together and it's, it's just a recipe for poor health. Um, and they, so yes, heavy metal toxicity for sure is believed to be one of the contributors to the, the electromagnetic sensitivity. No, definitely. And before we get into too much other technical stuff, I want to really maybe just take a quick step back and lay the groundwork for EMFs just in general? Like, where do they come from? What exactly are they? Because, you know, they're invisible to the human eye. So they're sometimes hard to comprehend. Right. Because we can't see them. We can't smell them. We don't know always where they're coming from. Um, So in general terms, EMF is um, (laughs) electromagnetic frequencies. You can look at the electromagnetic spectrum and it's split into two sections. We've got ionizing radiation, which is your x-rays and gamma rays and does immediate DNA damage. That's why when you get an x-ray, you wear the the lead um, apron. On the other side of the spectrum, we have non-ionizing radiation. And so that can be produced naturally by the earth, the sun, um, low frequency. And then there's the non-ionizing radiation that's coming from like our microwaves, our wireless devices, antennas, et cetera. And that's where the debate lies because that's not where that instantaneous DNA damage comes from, like the ionizing. It's the distance and duration of the non-ionizing low-frequency radiation that is causing the adverse health effects. Thousands of studies are proving this. Um, In my mind, there's no debate, especially because I feel it. Um, So within the EMF, um, it's kind of an umbrella term, and it's categorized into four different segments. There's magnetic fields. That's when um, current is flowing through a wire. And it's, so anything plugged into a wall, then there's electric fields and that's coming from the voltage. That's the, that's the pressure in the wiring. So if you were to unplug something, the magnetic field is gone, but the electric field is still there because there's still pressure in, in the wiring, say in your walls. Then there's the radio frequency RF, and that's the wireless communications we're talking about, you know, with our our cellular wireless devices. And then there's dirty electricity, and that's when the voltage isn't properly transformed um, 
for instance, like an, uh, um, an electric appliance that's not pre- properly transformed. So we're seeing that in like LED lights and dimmer switches. So all of these things um, really can contribute to people's um, health, especially those that are exceptionally sensitive. Like I'm still functional, but there are people that are so sensitive to all four of these these components mm-hmm. um, to a point where it's hard to, you know, live in the buildings they're living in to, you know, drive around cities. You know, it's like some are just have a hard time just functioning where as my symptoms are very acute and they are very um, specific to the RF, the radio frequency. And that's, that's what I'm targeting. Our clothing will block some of the other stuff, but the primary focus of our shielding is for that wireless communication, the RF. Um, And so that's kind of the very, basics (laughs) yeah no I love it and I want to get into how that affects you know the human body so there's the specific absorption rate which I'm sure you're familiar with you know measuring that rate at which the energy is absorbed by the human body of those EMFs so if we're talking about that and we're talking about the impact that those EMFs have on the cellular level and things like the mitochondria specifically, because it seems like at least in my research that the electron transport chain and the mitochondria is where those EMFs really can take a nasty toll. Could you speak about that a little bit? Um, I can, but I do want to preface that I'm not an engineer. I'm not a building biologist. You know, this is, this is my, the knowledge that I have um, gathered over the years. So, um, so yes, the <laughs> the SAR that's um, <laughs> that is problematic when it comes to our wireless devices because the um, guidelines in the U.S. for safe levels um, are determined, were determined in 1996 using what's called a specific anthropomorphic mannequin, SAM. And this is a mannequin, um, that's filled with a gel-like substance and built to mimic the body of a male six foot, 200 pound person. Gotcha. And then the specific, um, the, the absorption rate is then measured using this mannequin, this model. So how far is that radio frequency being absorbed into that mannequin is what was held as the standard for safety for cell phones, wireless, you know, devices held next to the head. Well, if you think back to 1996 and the cell phone that you had at that time, it is (laughs) exponentially different from the smartphones we carry today. And it doesn't take into account the female body, a five foot two, 115 pound body. It doesn't take into account a child with a thinner skull and Mm -hmm. it doesn't take into account fetuses and a fluid filled, um, pregnant belly, you know, these are all, so the safety guidelines are safe according to a six foot tall, 200 pound man, supposedly. Okay. Even though when you read, um, you know, the safety guidelines on your iPhone, it will still tell you to hold your cell phone away from your Oh, yeah. I I think that's that's a really uh, good point you bring up. You're never supposed to have this stuff by your body. It it literally says not to put it there. But nobody reads that. Nobody knows that. Yeah, correct. Correct. And that's that's one of the things that was so alarming to me when I started learning about this, because, of course, like I carry my cell phone in my pocket. Oh, why does my leg ache so much? 
Like I was sitting in my doctor's office with a huge pregnant belly, just having it sitting propped up on my belly while I scrolled Instagram. And it shouldn't be touching your body. We wear it in fanny packs and crossbody bags, which is the same as just wearing it. It's, it's right there in front of your reproductive organs, right there on your body. Um, you know, people are still putting it in their sports bra, which we've seen, we've seen very sad, alarming photos and case studies of young women with cancerous tumors in the shape of their cell phones that were held in their sports bra for long periods of time. So, um, so in terms of the, the absorption rate, um, there, there are many concerns when you think about, you know, what is deemed to be safe. And in the U S our safety standards are, um, much more lenient than European countries. It's very true. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's something to think about. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And as far as, you know, the impact on the body, we started getting into, you know, reproductive health and mitochondrial dysfunction. So like, even just for the audience listening, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but these EMFs, they can upregulate the reactive oxygen species production. And that in and of itself can damage the mitochondrial membrane, we get lipid peroxidation, mitochondrial dysfunction and now you're you're getting chronic fatigue so like all these things can add up so much and so quickly so maybe if we could talk a little bit about you know emfs and reproductive harm since we started getting into some of that Mm -hmm. uh there's a um recent case study that was done in the bay area of um 912 women um that followed that were in their first trimester, followed their um, cell phone use um, over a period of time. And the rate of miscarriage was 2.7% more than, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was double that of the non-exposed group. And yeah. So when you look at at studies like that and think about how often we are holding our cell phones in front of our reproductive organs, mm-hmm. that personally gives me a great deal of concern. Um, mm-hmm. That seems like a pretty large study to me. Um, there, And that that's just one case study that always sticks up for me in the front of my mind. But there, there are plenty of other studies that um, are outlining the harmful effects, not only of your reproductive health and pregnancy, but then there, there's a rodent study that is, is showing the effects of offspring that have been exposed for long durations to this radio frequency and the increase in neurological conditions like um, ADHD and hyperactivity wow. and, and things like that. Yeah. So there's enough research out there that for me, um, it makes protecting our reproductive organs a priority. Um, yeah. because one, I have no doubt in my mind that this has a physical impact. I feel it. I know it. Um, and then to see research that's actually specific to our reproductive health um, in terms of, you know, like I said, um, miscarriage and then, um, you know, results they're finding from offspring of a highly exposed persons. Um, it's enough to tell me that we should be paying attention to this, mm-hmm. that reducing our exposure is not going to, um, hurt us (laughs) (laughs) and that it's something we, um, should be paying attention to more when, especially when we're, we're pregnant. Um, and you know, I've even, I've seen some accounts of like decrease in male fertility as well. Have you, have you seen some of that? Yes. 
quantity, motility. Yeah. We, yes. So when we think about <laughs> uh, fertil- the decline of fer- fertility rates, um, especially in the U.S., um, you know, it, it's hard to believe that this isn't a contributing factor. And um, I mean, there's so many studies. Yes. Yes. And, you know, studying, studying male sperm is a lot easier um, and faster. And, um, you know, overall, the scientific community is, is publishing many studies that have been done uh, on men rather than women. There's, you know, there's a um, <laughs> not an equal, um, you know, study group there. But um, in any case, yes, there's there's much more research on the effects of male sperm and EMFs than on female reproduction um, because it's it's easier to study. Um, totally, and and you know, both are showing reductions in fertility. Both are showing probably depletion in antioxidants just based on that overproduction of, of ROS. So, you know, it's not good stuff, but, and, and you were mentioning a little bit about the nervous system earlier. Mm -hmm. So maybe if we could talk about that just a little bit before starting to jump into, you know, the actual Juniday technology and how we can start mitigating some of this. Right. Right. Um, so, like I said, um, you know, our rest and digest parasympathetic um, state is is really important for regulating our nervous system. And if we are spending too much time in a triggered state, you know, outside of this parasympathetic state, um, we're finding that that chronic stress whether it's emotional stress, environmental stress, um, you know, all these all these things are just keeping us in this fight or flight state. Mm-hmm. And from my pers- own personal experience, um, you know, that EMF is is one of those things that will keep your body in that fight or flight phase, you know, that's, that's where your body's trying to fight off just one more environmental stressor, one more environmental toxin. So, um, if, if your body is working hard all day, every day, even when you're trying to sleep, um, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to regulate your nervous system, which is so important to overall health. Um, and I mean, mental health, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I truly feel, you know, and I love that you brought up the example of camping earlier because, you know, when I'm on the beach grounding, walking on the sand, or when I'm just away from technology, you can feel your brain calm down a little bit. Like for me, I'm a very type A, I'm sure you are as well, very productive, want to get things done. And it's sometimes hard to quiet the brain down, especially even falling asleep. But when you strip that technology away and you strip all the signals away, it does have a calming effect. It truly does. hundred percent. Um, you know, that, that's grounding is one of the most effective ways for me to reduce my symptoms. And it can be as, as little as just, this is going to sound really, really hippie tree hugger, but, um, just being on a hike and grabbing onto a tree with my hands has been enough to actually relieve that aching in my hands that I get from holding a device you know, the, the sleep I talked about being grounded out in nature is just the, it's one of the most effective ways you can do to overcome, you know, the impact of the EMFs in our lives that, I mean, we're living in this soup and, um, you know, it's, 
it's really hard to escape it until you go out into nature and able are, are able to ground yourself. Yeah, truly. And I, I couldn't agree more. I, I love going out and grounding. And like you just said, you really can't escape it. And honestly, things are only going to progress with technology. And that's why I personally feel things like June Day are so important because we need, yes, this technology can be good in, in some ways mm-hmm. and we're not going to escape it and it's going to keep evolving, but we do need ways to live smarter with it. And that's exactly what June Day is doing. So, you know, aside from clothing, you started mentioning like, sleep with your cell phone out of the room or get that Wi-Fi turned off. What are some other tangible tips that we can use? And then going from that into, you know, how often should we wear EMF shielding clothing? And is it like something we should integrate into our daily lives? Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, you can talk about any of that in whichever order feels best. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I said, in terms of, uh, and so this is, this, I think it, it are two very important distinctions. We have the clothing that can help reduce our exposure, but, um, that's for exposure that you can't necessarily control or, you know, you don't have the need, desire, or ability to, remove the use of devices out of your everyday life. That's part of work. That's part of being able to connect to your family, friends, et cetera. So, so my feeling is that in the environment that you can control, reduce your exposure as much as you can so that you can kind of have this, you know, baseline that's, that's much better before you, wear the clothing and, and are working on your devices, et cetera. So at home, identify your sources. I would recommend getting a consumer grade RF meter going around your home. I was going to ask about that. Yep. Identifying where the highest readings are and then, um, learning how to, um, make those changes, how to wire your TVs, laptops, desktops, um, identifying all those sources because there are so many out there now, Alexa, Nest, Ring, um, printers. I mean, you look around and you start counting the number of things in your home that is Bluetooth or Wi-Fi enabled, and it adds up really fast. So if you don't need them, unplug them. Boom. You've reduced a lot. Um, then <laughs> pay attention to all of your wearable devices. I know that they're helpful tools. They're great to have. Um, they sometimes make life much easier. Um, but if you don't need to have the cellular function on, if you don't need that Bluetooth on, if you don't need the Wi-Fi compa- capability on, turn it off. Your steps are still going to get tracked. You're still going to have information like the aura ring. You can wear it on airplane mode and then just upload the data when you wake up in the morning and then turn, you know, airplane mode off again. Um, you know, little things like that. I, I sometimes wear a continuous glucose monitor and I choose the one that's the manual syncing. So, there, there are two options, you know, the continuous syncing or the manual syncing. The continuous syncing one um, works best when you have your Bluetooth on all the time. I always have my Bluetooth off on my cell phone. So for me, I, I and I don't want that constant syncing. I don't want that constant communication between the device on my arm and my cell phone, because that's creating a lot of EMF and again, directly on my body. Um, so, you know, there, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tech that wearable tech that, that can be, um, you know, shut down more often or not worn as often. I just got a, um, an Apollo 
and yeah, <laughs> speaking yeah. of nervous system <laughs> regulation and um you know there is an airplane function on that too um i'm very sensitive though to wearable tech and even if it is on airplane mode i am picking up some sensations um but i think we would all agree that sometimes the benefits of short-term use would outweigh the long-term adverse effects of it. Um, so if you want to use this tech in short bursts um, to get that data, get that helpful health information, um, just being aware that you can shut it off and you can take it off. <laughs> it's not necessary to have it on you 24-7. Um, um, that, no, I, I actually really like that. And just getting the data in that short burst and understanding, oh, my body reacts this way when I eat too close to bed. My HRV is this from the aura ring. And then once you understand that, you know, you can start removing some of that and, and really get getting back in tune with yourself for sure. Correct. Correct. And, and I naturally lean more on my body's intuition and what my body's telling me rather than what tech is telling me. And um, so, you know, my feeling about wearable tech probably isn't aligned with <laughs> many in the health field, but it, you know, it comes from my sensitivity too. No, and, yeah. and with that, I love your tips and tricks with, you know, you can sync it all at once. You can have your Bluetooth off, you can have this. And I mean, that's very helpful for somebody who maybe is like, well, I do really like the data I get from this device, but you're, you're providing some tips that they can also integrate, which is great. Right. Right. Cause I can't sit here and say, get rid of all your tech. That's not feasible. I mean, there are times when, yes, I would love to live life on airplane mode, but it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not feasible. I, I need to, you know, I need to work. I need people to be able to contact me. I need to have the this tool that offers, you know, a lot. Um, and you know, that's, that's why this is a safer that, you know, we're talking about safe using text safely, you know, in a more safe yeah. way, you know, and, and all of these little things we can do to reduce the exposure is, is going to be helpful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and when we don't have, you know, control of our environment. Maybe, maybe we have already used our RF meter and we've integrated a lot of these things into our home, but we're out traveling or visiting family, whatever it is. Is that one of the best uses of some of these, these clothing items? Yeah. So the way I wear June a day, um, is, is when I'm on the go. So because I can't carry a phone on me without being in pain, um, I, I use Juniday for, you know, carrying my cell phone in my pocket. And yes, on my walks, I download podcasts and I put everything on airplane mode, Bluetooth off and listen with wired headphones. Um, but there are times like when I'm hiking I need to be, I'm out for a long time. I need to be reached just in case my kids need something. Um, you know, I need, need to be in, in contact. Um, so that's where I find Juniday very helpful because of the belly panel. I can wear a phone, keep a phone in a fanny pack over the belly and know that I'm, I'm safe. I'm not radiating my reproductive organs or I keep it in the pocket. Same thing. My leg isn't going to be, you know, in pain while I'm, I'm out hiking. Disneyland, I wear it to Disneyland. Same thing. I'm having my phone on. I need my phone on. I need it to be on my body. I um, wear it, you know, there. I wear it for sitting at like a coffee shop. If I decide I'm, I need to get out of the house and work at a coffee shop or, um, yeah. you know, another offsite location that doesn't allow me the ability to have a wired connection, that's a great reason to wear Juno Day as well, because there you are sitting with that laptop in front of you. Maybe if you're, you know, 
on your lap. I don't, I, I highly discourage just putting a laptop on your lap, period. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes that's the way most people, some people are just more comfortable that way. And yeah, I lay in my bed with my laptop on my lap and I have a wired connection. It's all say if I don't get signals from it, but again, that's not an option for everybody. And yep. if you are laying around in bed with your lap and you want to work, you know, with it in your lap, great. We've got a way to, you know, protect you from the RF coming off of your laptop. So th- those are some of the situations where, um, you know, I find it to be the most, uh, the practical uses for it. Um, now, the the tagline may be airplane mode for your wardrobe may be a little misleading in that this is um, clothing designed for wearing on an airplane. Now, airplane exposure, the cosmic radiation, all of the radiation from the hundreds of people on their devices sitting yeah. next to you, in front of you, and behind you, it's pretty overwhelming. And unless you are wearing a spacesuit onto an airplane, your body is going to be exposed. Yeah. And we've got Wi-Fi on airplanes now. So yes. yes. Yeah. And so so yes, if you wear Juniday on an airplane, um, you, yes, you can get through the security turnstiles, not the one that goes around you. They'll pull you out of that one, but which I suggest always declining going through that one anyway. Um, But then if you think about the the use of Juniday because the belly panel is over the belly or in the pocket. So yes, you're going to get protection from any of your devices you're using on the airplane. If you're watching a movie or doing work on a laptop that's on your tray in front of you, et cetera, et cetera, you didn't download ahead of time and you're not on airplane mode, that's going to give you some protection. But there's someone sitting behind you with devices. There's cosmic radiation all over. So Juna Day is not designed to give you a spacesuit effect. You're always going to be exposed at any part of your body that doesn't have that shielding material over it. Um, So that's a very important distinction. Um, There are like t-shirts that the material is all over. Um, But again, that's going to be just where the t-shirt is on an airplane. You know, it's not, if it's not covering your, you know, below the waist or your head or what have you, you know, there's, there's a, a significant amount of, of radiation that you're exposed to just on an airplane. So, so that's, that's the, a major difference. Our, our, our designs are specifically for this handheld wireless device radiation that's being held close to you, this close contact exposure. And that exposure is very different in power and intensity from the ambient EMF that we're living in. You can have a 5G tower, you know, just at the end of your block and the power density coming off of your cell phone in your pocket is going to be far more detrimental than that 5G tower that's, that you can see out your window. So that's, that's what our clothing is designed to target. Yeah, totally. It's it's about taking, you know, what you can control into your own hands. Because, yeah, of course, if you can't move, you can't move. You can't get away from a huge tower right by you. You know, that's one thing. But like you just said, the bigger impact is that little handheld device that you're using pretty much all day. All day. So, it's always all within day. reach either held on your body, held in your hand. It's always, I mean, think about how much time you actually don't have a device of some sort yeah. with you. Um, it's <laughs> it's a lot. So. Totally, totally. Now, what 
all do you guys have? So you mentioned a band. I know you've got bodysuit. Can you talk about all the different products? Yes. So uh, we started with the belly band because, again, um, protecting um, a pregnant belly is um, is just so, so, so important. Um, yeah. And once we were able to get that model um, figured out, um, we used that partial shielding model to then go on to create the maternity legging. So you have the shielded panel over your pregnant belly again, but you've got leggings and a shielded pocket. So you can have that on the go. I'm out running errands. Oh, but I've got to be on a, you know, a work call, Zoom, whatever. I'm going to stop coffee shop. You know, it's just, it's just this nice, like, everyday legging that, you know, you, you can wear. Um, and then from there, we went on to do a bodysuit that has that shielded belly panel again. Um, and then a play suit, which is a more relaxed wide leg style. Um, and then a unitard, which also has the pocket. It has the shielded belly panel and the pocket. Um, so these are, these are all designs intended to kind of go with you through your day. You know, if, if you're putting on that unitard in the morning, you get to go to that Pilates class, go sit and do your work, you know, be on your device, help, you know, put it in the pocket. Um, then, you know, you need to put on a sports jacket or, a, you know, have an office look or whatever, or put on a pair of heels and a belt. And so just very versatile moving through the day with you was really important for all the styles that, you know, I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more that I think it is very like, you can dress it up, you can dress it down active wear you can wear under stuff like the the body suits just get a pure charcoal color it really does integrate very nicely with pretty much any type of activity you need to do throughout the day and so many of us are working from home so you know that in and of itself is very helpful because you know you got to get out sometimes too and you got to go places where you're not always as shielded as you might be in your little bubble. So right. Totally. Right. Exactly. I no, I, I absolutely love it. And, you know, if there's any last thing you wanted to leave the audience with, I know we're getting pretty close on time. Um, I just, uh, <laughs> I, I just hope that by sharing information and tips to reduce your exposure and, um, you know, having women like you have a platform to discuss this sort of thing um, is, is just, it's all part of the mission. It's all just what I had hoped to, um, you know, have June a day mean and, um, you know, I just, I, I, I just awareness around all of this stuff is, is just the most important thing I think that we all, all recognize and talk about. I love that. No, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on and where can the audience go to find you or just to find Junaday and the products to look at those for themselves? Yeah, we're at junaday.com. It's J-U-U-N-A-D-A-Y. And we're on Instagram at Junaday. And feel free to email hello at junaday.com. We love questions. It's really a huge part of this is is education and um you know we're there we're there to answer anything that comes up for sure no really really appreciate that and 
Thank you so very much to our audience for tuning in today as well. I know you absolutely love this episode. So go check Junaday out and I'll link everything below in the show notes. But thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you in the next one. The content provided by the Synthesis of Wellness LLC via its podcast and domain is for informational purposes only and should not be used as medical advice or as a replacement for medical care. The Synthesis of Wellness podcast, synthesisofwellness.com, the Synthesis of Wellness LLC, and Chloe Porter disclaim responsibility from adverse effects resulting from using the content provided. Please seek and consult a licensed physician for your health and medical needs. Furthermore, Chloe Porter and the Synthesis of Wellness podcast are not responsible for the opinions of guests featured on the podcast.